This week on Tea with Queen and Jay, we asked the questions, do you hit your kids? Do you have the right not to vote? And who asked Michael Jordan? Join the conversation and live tweet. Use hashtag QJ or at QJ. It's Tea with Queen and Jay, people. Drink up. Queen and Jay. Tea with Queen and Jay. Tea with Queen and Jay. Welcome to Tea with Queen and Jay. I'm Queen. I'm Jay, and, and this, this is, is Tea with, with Queen, Queen and Jay. You kind of made I was waiting for your awkward noise. <laughs> okay, there we go. There's there it is. I like that one better. <laughs> Kung Fu fighting. That's okay. what I'm thinking of. I was thinking more of like that early hip hop when everything was. Oh, like I'm this. glad I was like a baby and didn't have to party in that Because that would have been annoying. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, yo? Happy summer. How are you? What are you I'm doing? Good. Good. I'm good. good. How has your summer been? My summer is popping. It's fucking I went August. To, um, it is. Wait, what? What's today? No, it's tomorrow. Tomorrow. But it's when they hear this, it's August. True, so we live true, in true, when true, we, true. it's August. Sorry, I'm playing with my mic even though I was supposed to do this already. Oh, yes. We are recording. Yes, we're back at uh, Bonfire, Bonfire Radio, Radio Studios. Studios. TK is engineering for us once again. Right. Master engineer. Yes. Yeah, I'm not used to having a mic in my face. <laughs> well, at least not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, a penis, yes. A microphone. Actual microphone, no. Um, yeah, no, summer is popping. Yes. I went to Six Flags on Friday. Really? With the summer Friday that oh. my jobs has, which okay. I freaking love. That's dope. Which is like when I own a company, I'm gonna have those. Summer Fridays, yo. I think well, I, I own a I company really... when I have employees. Right. <laughs> 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 <I> have <those. laughs> and checks and shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I uh fucking love a summer Friday. It's like you can take a half day or a full day or whatever. I think it's the only corporate thing that I enjoy, summer oh. Friday. Not oh. being there. Um, but I went to Six Flags with my homeboy. I will call him yeah. Problematic Nerd Bay. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Problematic uh, Blurred Bay. Yeah, because when you told me you were going with him, I was like, oh, you can't escape. Uh, no, he's you cool. Can't he's escape. cool. He's awkward, but he's cool. Once it's established that we're all just friends here, it's all good. Okay. It's all. He did not abandon. I didn't me. mind that. I was just worried about your escape. Right, you right, 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 Flags. Right. Away. No, it was cool. You cannot drive. It was it was all right. What would happen? It was all right. If uh, I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast, but uh back when me and uh problematic blurred bay were going on dates, uh we went to see what what's that movie? Some comic book shit. Um oh, my sister would be so annoyed with Some me. Some comic book shit right now. Deadpool. Oh. We finally went to see Deadpool, and we're in there. And you know, anybody who goes to see these movies knows that after the credits, they play some shit at the end of it. So you wait. That's any wait, movie, not you, even. Yeah, like yeah, You can watch yeah, Little yeah, Mermaid. Yeah. And right, you wait right, some right. Shit's going but to he's run. a problematic blurred, so he had already seen it twice. So we're there. <laughs> this is his third time seeing it, and the, like the credits are like just about to start, and he's like, "All right, I'm gonna go try and catch my bus. <laughs> see you later." He left me in the movie theater. Um, yeah. So anyway, but we've made amends since and then. Trusted to go with him. To it was Six Flags. The great adventure. It was a good time. It was a good time. It was a good. It was. It was supposed to rain that day, so there were no lines. There That's were no good. people. I didn't have any children with me, which is great. And um, it was a good time, yo. It's kind of like like the Wild Wild West, like old kind of like the characters they they're repping are mad old. You know, it's like very like it's like DC Comics and like the WB. I don't cartoon know what characters. DC comics are. 
Oh, it was like it's like uh. You have to say the characters. Oh, okay. It's like what. Superman, Batman, oh, all of that okay. Wonder Woman shit oh, or whatever. Man. But it's all old. Everything old, old, old. Nothing refreshed. They have a new Joker ride, been, but it's fucking washed. I've been a great adventure since I guess I was a teenager. Oh, okay. Maybe I don't know. My nephew, who is now twenty one, was mm-hmm. probably about six. Okay. And. I don't really like rides, so I was like the pocketbook holder. Oh, I see. And I uh, see. actually, I do like rides. I don't like roller coasters. Okay. So, what kind of rides do you like? I I rather be dizzy and um, upside Got down. Got it. Got upside it. down and dizzy is fine, but that dropping shit. Okay. I ain't fucking I'm with better I'm not, with the drop. I'm not playing with that gravity. Ugh, no. Yeah, no. yeah, 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 yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. But okay. yeah. all right. Well, it was cool. All the rides were a good time. The just the imaging and the branding was a little bit washed. So <laughs> Only, like you to to, that. Only you go to Great Adventure is like the branding is off. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> Only it was you. So washed, yo. And it's 2016. I know. It's like it's 2016. Who is your all brand manager? Right? I want to speak to I want to speak to you. <laughs> Get your brand manager down here now. Hi, ma'am. I'm the supervisor. Your brand manager. Anyway, crazy. Yeah, but it was it was a good time. It was a good time. So that was that. So I wanted the pinkies up um to Six Flags uh for good times. Really to empty Six Flags because then I was thinking of the whole culture of amusement parks and you really just going to pay to stand online for for your entire life for your whole day. You just there to stand online. I think that's my thing too. When it comes to amusement parks, I don't think it's fun to be scared to death. Like that's not okay. Do you do scary movies? No. Yeah, but they're not scary. They're usually funny to right. me. I don't do scary movies because I don't believe in that. I really like think that those bad things can happen in they a ride. They can, but on the movie, it's hilarious because it's just like dumb decision after dumb okay. decision. And it's just like, That's how I feel. you're a bad decision maker. Right, <laughs> like, right, you know? right. That's how I feel but... on a ride. I feel like we're not going to die here. I can scream my brain. Everyone was laughing at me because I was the only one screaming. Like I really felt like I was going to die. Um, but it's a good time, yo. It's a good time. No, I get why people like it. Mm-hmm. It's with me, like being scared to death. Like being on a train and getting stuck between stations is enough. Like, oh right, shit. Like, right, 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 right. <laughs> oh my no, god. <laughs> I could only do it. I could only do it for, for a few hours. So it was a certain point where I was like, all right, my body is not. I'm not. Oh, we too forgot. Old for this. We're getting spoiled since we for... do studio things. Oh, what are you drinking, yo? I Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Tea with Queen and Jay. We drink tea <laughs> we here, drink. we meet, we talk shit, and uh it's for a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I'm drinking peach tea from a brand that doesn't sponsor us. You are so I'm not going to say that. Yeah, but um, we're drinking iced tea because it's hot. It is hot. Well, I'm drinking iced tea. It is hot. Jay's drinking her spit and coconut water. I'm drinking coconut water today. (laughs) I thought I was going to be healthy and have a breakfast smoothie, and uh, they made me the most watery ass almond milk. Fucking, it was just, it was not good. But uh, next time I'll have tea, yo. I'll go back to drinking tea. My pinky, you have more pinkies? Uh, You know what? I do, but I'll go ahead with yours. My pinky is for something small and sweet. Mm-hmm. My pinky is for tugu fights. Aww. I had like a dope-ass tugu fight yesterday with London Bay. Mm-hmm. And it was just like a cute way to be intimate without having sex. But right. like just being intimate, rolling on the bed and tickling each other and like tussling each other. It was just uh-huh. so cute. Oh my god! And I think we need to start tickle fighting again. I'm low key disgusted by it because it didn't end in sex. So I'm just like I'm not because amused. We, I'm not impressed. I'm not having I don't think sex. It's fun. 
um, because we think it's going to mess up right. this arrangement him and I have. Maybe right. I'll tell you in the book of my life at some point. Right. And <laughs> you told everybody else, <laughs> but okay. But um, yeah, so we're just going to be like, I guess, friends. We might have sex. We haven't solidified it like no more sex, right. but for right now, we're like, that's consciously not have sex. I don't want a tickle fight unless we're going to have nah, sex Nah, that tickle after. fight was dope. Okay. It could have led to sex, but we stopped. That's nice. That's yeah, it's nice. cute. Tickle fight you. more. Tickle fight with your peoples, yo. Only if I'm about to have sex. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm only tickle fighting before sex. That's it. Um, my other pinky is to Black Summers. It, I was thinking about um Take that lady. Yeah, I was thinking about that lady who uh was promised shit by Apple Care, but no, not that one. Oh, the other lady, <laughs> the other lady who was calling the cops on uh making noise complaints in Inwood in Dykeman. That bitch. Yeah, I was thinking about her, and I was thinking about all the gentrifiers, and I was thinking about um. Just like old school New York summers, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Where the noise could be out, you could you can party until you're supposed to. The party is done. The noise can be whatever it is because people were familiar with, with you the and the community yeah. and understood the weekend. You yeah, know what I'm saying? exactly. Like in the Bronx, where I grew up and where my mother lives now, there is no two o'clock curfew, yo. We're all mm-hmm. Caribbean up there. That shit. The party is done when the party is done at four a.m. or whenever is done we turn when the music everyone off. sleeps. When like, everyone is asleep, yes, that joint was still is still popping loud. If it it could just be one old man who's still into it, and what's, the music is violently crazy loud. What's about that yo. lady is like where I grew up in the Bronx. I was like right across the river from Washington Heights. Mm-hmm. So, and I lived in a high rise building. I lived on the thirty seventh floor, and you can still hear. Um, merengue music right. from the heights across the river, and it was just—it was not a problem. A like time. it just was and a part of like a part of a New York summer. Of what was hearing music? music. Hear, a part of for me, a part of growing up in an apartment, whether it was at my house or my grandmother's house, was hearing my neighbors. Yeah, yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying. And whatever music they were playing on Saturday or whatever, it was just a part of communal living. Exactly, you know. And so. Um, yeah, when I hear about people coming here to our communities and complaining about things that are, um, what is that shit? Uh, like specific to our communities, like things that are birthed in our communities, things that are natural to us or whatever. It's really disheartening. So I wanted to give a pinkies up to black summers, urban summers, to the shit that we remember. Yeah. Um, to fucking noise after dark. You know what I'm saying? To early morning musicians practicing and shit exactly. like that. I yep, want to give yep, the pinkies yep. up to that shit. And um, I do want to say that there is a DJ on my block who he DJs reggae and um mostly reggae. He needs to like do it quietly because he's bad. <laughs> he's really bad. Right. His transitions are horrible. Uh-huh. His 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 reggae DJ screams are hard like. Like no. I need him to practice more inside. But I feel then... like see that warrants <laughs> a complaint. Yeah. I feel like you couldn't get away with that either he's, back in the day. Like somebody yeah. would come to you and say, Hey, listen, nobody wants to hear that shit. Yeah, he his I yeah, he's horrible. Okay. But him he could he can be quiet. But everybody else. Yeah, everybody else praises up to Black Summer. I actually went to um Cobb City today, um, Fourth of July, they had the fireworks going. I know there were many years when they didn't do that, but it was just nice to see this year they had the fireworks going. I think whoever's in charge of co-op right now is trying to do a lot of community stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just good to see black people outside not being harassed for 
being? relaxing, for being, for fucking eating, for fucking like, I don't know. I feel like I go to some, like my story about going to the whatever yeah. picnic I was, like being policed in a fucking park where everybody's supposed to be relaxing and having a good time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so anyway, pinkies up to black summers, to urban summers, to good times and shit. Dope. Yeah, yeah. Well, we talked about hoteps and hoodteps last week. Yeah, we ha- we talk well, the about them before. often the on the before. show. We're weekly now, so we talk about them often on the show. But we had a few um, listeners who asked us, "What is hotep? What is a hotep? What is a hotep? What is hoodtep? I listened to your show for a long time, mean? but um, what is this hotep? What is this hotep thing? Mm-hmm. So we decided to um, tell you what hotep is. Um, I'm gonna give you the urban dec- um the urban dictionary definition, and then I guess like we'll give our own. Mm-hmm. But the urban dictionary says, "Well, hotep the word actually means peace or a common peace, and it was a common greeting for with people well versed in true world history." So that's what the urban dictionary says. Mm-hmm. So what is true world ex- history? exactly? But they do feel like they know the true world history when okay. we go into like hoteps okay. and how they navigate the world mm-hmm. um hotep calling someone a hotep became slang to my knowledge from someone i follow on twitter named feminista jones mm-hmm. and she started calling the people of um i guess what you would call a hotep culture people who um really love egypt and think yeah there's that everything there comes are, out of egypt there are like and, fraternal orders that they like have a whole process and it's a whole thing and they're like very Egypt-centric. Egypt-centric. And, and um, yeah. So m- my definition of hotep is the black um, tea party. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they are like extreme, like, I just feel like they're so pro-black that mm-hmm. they're anti-black. Mm-hmm. Like, it just comes around full circle. Like, right. they hate everything black people do and right. everything is some fuck shit mm-hmm. and everything is, 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 is just, I don't know. Like, it's extreme. So, to me, they're like the the black tea party. Mm-hmm. They are the black GOP. Right. The hoteps. To me, when we talk about hoteps, um, aside from the original meaning of hotep and all that stuff, <clears throat> to me, I feel like we're talking about people who just discovered blackness and who just discovered white supremacy, and they think that they are just discovering it, also meaning like no one else has discovered it, mm-hmm. like we haven't been living under white supremacy, like just because they have been ignorant and just started reading books, like everyone else has maybe also been ignorant all this time. Mm-hmm. And so there's this need for them to uh, teach everyone else when in fact they themselves are still learning about their blackness because they're new to this whole thing. Yeah. Um, but they also tend to be... Uh, misogynist both male and female hoteps tend yes. to be extremely misogynist it's incredibly male-centric mm-hmm. like i feel like woman is novelty mm-hmm. like we're worshipped in a way that is um not realistic mm-hmm. and which helps feed you know misogyny too right. so like they may call they may say you're a queen but it's some novelty shit it's mm-hmm. not something that you can actually reach because right. it's not real it's not it's not realistic because everything is incredibly male centric mm-hmm. when it comes to a lot of hotep mm-hmm. thingies right um i liken hoteps to like when you think of like extreme 
Christians or like extreme anyone in some sort of like extreme, extreme. sect of me a religion too. like to me they're like afrofuturist extremists yes like like they look to yeah they just think that that shit is real like they think that like somebody is going to come on some Afrofuturistic shit, an alien or yeah, some I, shit. Yeah, I feel like they live. take us all up. They live on another planet. Afrofuture. Like, I want Jay said it one day, and I even said it to my mom, and my mom's like, she's on to something. It's true. But they are living Afrofuturists. Like, they are living this life on another planet right. where things are just completely different. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't. They don't even breathe oxygen. Like right. it's just completely. You don't need oxygen though. No, because you don't need. Because you don't need a period. Because you're from Egypt. Because you don't even need a period. You're from Egypt. Because they're making fake kale. There you go. And then what that does? Exactly. It messes with your mind. And, and then now you no longer you become the truth. gay. <laughs> <laughs> That's how that works. That's how that works. Because it's unnatural. And you eating that unnatural kale. Yeah, like that. Yeah, it's like stuff like that. that. It's, it's like it's, stuff like that. It's like any thought that they have. If you ever, if you find yourself in front of a hotel and they say some shit, just say to them, okay, take that one step further. And they'll be like, what? What? Yeah, Ask I, them to I, think I, about I, something. I, 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 I'll I, fucking I was, explode. I was dating. Well, by dating, I mean one date. This mm-hmm. hotel-y type of man. And he was vegetarian. And he was telling me why I shouldn't eat meat anymore and all this stuff. He's like, if you think about it, animals... They either just eat vegetables or they just eat meat. And I was like, no, but there's omnivores that eat meat and mm-hmm. they eat. What? Omnivore? And when I brought that word into the situation, it like exploded his head. Yeah. Like he just couldn't. Yes. What? An omnivore? <laughs> it was like, he could not take it. Yeah. yeah. Like you could throw a wrench in their equation and it would just. It just throws everything like, off. Yeah. Because yes. it's not about thinking. It's, a, it's this desire. It's like, it's like new Christians. I or or new Muslims because I experience them too. Right, who, who, right. Who become a new Muslim and it's like I got this new yes, shit. Yes, yes. I got this yes, new shit. Right. So from my experience, it's like new Christians where they've been doing all kind of craziness their whole life. They don't know their right from their left. They've been raising themselves and they find this thing and it gives them this answer to everything because they need answers, answers yeah. to things. Um, and so, yeah, that's basically, okay, now I have an answer for this. Everything has an answer. Everything fits in a plug. Everything makes sense. This is it. Nothing deviates. Nothing is outside of it. And, you know, four plus four, they tell you it equals eight, but it really equals nine. And here's the math that adds up to that shit. The math. The math. (laughs) And it's unfortunate because a lot of that stuff, a lot of it is, it's beneficial if you have no idea, if you have no sense of self, if you have no knowledge of self, it's it's beneficial because you haven't been thinking about anything, yeah. right? So you think of yourself in a different way outside of what the media has told you. Outside of the eyes of a hostile white society, you're now looking at yourself through a new lens. So that's great. But then it's like the level after that. It's okay. Now you've discovered your identity as a person of color. Now what are you going to do? Or it's like, for me, it's... uh... I just feel like they lack critical thinking skills because mm-hmm. even if you give me information and it sounds right, I'm still going to do my own brain work mm-hmm. to s- figure it out or right. like take it to another place or see how it applies to me or like But that's what I think is that's why I think it's so close to 
<clears throat> people who have not been thinking about anything, right? Because if you think about traditional schooling, a lot of times they're not really teaching you to be a critical thinker. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So they're producing these people who were just going along with whatever they've been taught in their history books, right? Yeah. And then somebody presents this thing and they're like, oh, well, here's, didn't you know white supremacy is like a real like thing or whatever? And then they're like, oh my God. Didn't you know? I didn't know about you this You are the Asiatic black man, right. the maker, the owner, right. the creamer, right. the planet like, Earth, what? God of the universe. And so and they, they have haven't been taught to critically think all this time oh, by anyone you know what i'm saying and so now it's uh oh now they're not going to apply any critical thinking so to basically this it's just a sheep following a different shepherd yes thingy. right Ugh. right okay. a lot of them are, are amazing uh catalysts of white supremacy they are that's so, why i call them the black supremacy the black tea party Yes. The black GOP, because mm-hmm. they do the same shit. Mm-hmm. I can't I can't have rights over my body and right. like all of that stuff that right. you hear the GOP talk about. Mm-hmm. They say the same things, but mm-hmm. they don't see the connection. Right. Like, Some Hotep captains. Uh, we mentioned David Banner before yes. is a Hotep He's captain. A uh, Erica Badu is yes, a Hotep, Hotep captain. captain. Uh, um, that Dr. Umar guy that people like. Yes, yes. Anyone who He's is still yes, anyone yes. who is still watching and sharing. What is that series of movies? Hidden Colors. Hidden Colors. You. Anyone who's still watching and sharing that as like biblical uh, documents or like as law or whatever. Those are hoteps. Nothing um, was hidden. There is no cons- white supremacy. Is it's not, not a, conspiracy. a conspiracy. We are all aware. It's been going on, guys. We we know. It's been going on. We know. It's been happening. Uh, <laughs> OG Hotep Lauren Hill is OG oh, yes. Hotep. She's Hotep. Oh, she's OG hardcore Hotep, yo. She uh, she had me. When? Not like Hotepy, but she had me. That thing. Just shaming myself. That oh, thing. Oh my gosh. And the videos were so well produced. That's that's a that's a well ass, well produced we, we, we were teenagers. misogynoirist <laughs> packaged album. We didn't know. We no, were, we didn't know any better. I was better. fourteen. We didn't know any better, yeah. We did not know any better. So yeah, hopefully we answered your question. Yes. Your questions. Yes. That's yes. Hope Tap. That's what Hope Tap is. Yeah, yes. that's Hope Tap. Yeah. Um basically. <laughs> so um this week yes. on Facebook. Because, you know, that's a credible news source. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> there was a video that went viral. I didn't watch because I don't like watching um, violence or abuse or mm-hmm. anything. That's not, you know, unless it's a movie because I know right. it's fictional. But there was a video that went viral of a um, young girl from Georgia who her mom accused her of posting sexy pictures on Facebook and also for being sexually active. Mm-hmm. So she beat her with this... Um, plastic looking object mm-hmm. um for this on facebook live broadcasted on facebook wow. live um for about four minutes i got the information from cnn because mm-hmm. i let them do the work and watch the video right. and then how, I, how old was the girl 16 oh, okay so um yeah so this is a quote from the mother this is while she's beating her she was like that shit that shit cute you're 16, right? You're only fucking 16. You want to be a thought? So that's like, oh, you go. know, like what shit. she says or whatever. So then she turns the camera on herself, fixes her hair because, you know, edges got to mm-hmm. be right. And it's like, now, this is what she's saying now to like whoever's watching. Now I'm going to need y'all to send this viral. Please share this because I'm not done. More to come. So then, you know, whatever that happens. Um, She's not charged with anything. 
But that's not even like, I don't even want to talk about that. Mm-hmm. My thing is the whole um, embarrassing your child to that level. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a parent, but I feel as if a lot of parents, and even in my experience mm-hmm. from having a parent, mm-hmm. um, I feel as if, especially with black parenting, because um, I'm black, so that's the experience I speak mm-hmm. from, we tend to beat or discipline children out of embarrassment rather than out of teaching them a lesson. Mm-hmm. And what the fuck does that do? Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't do anything. You know how many times I got, you embarrass me, beatings? Right. And I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it again mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I didn't learn a lesson. I just learned not to maybe do that outside. Mm-hmm. You know, that is, you know, like that type of thing, which mm-hmm. is, it's come to another level since now social media has, um, made it that you can broadcast your beating live yeah those people need to go to jail that's not that's not that's not cool but yeah parents i think that i think because of the history of um slavery Slavery. and the way like that shit does not go away right the relationship between the master and the slave and how a lot of times that transitioned into the relationship between parent and child i feel like for me when i think of that i think of how we when we were slaves, we had no right to our child. You're like, your child mm-hmm. could be sold the next day. Right. So now we're free, and now we consider our... Since we've had that disconnect from mm-hmm. actually being a parent and parenting a child throughout their whole life or mm-hmm. whatever, that I think we have... We turned that into, like, this is mine. Mm-hmm. This kid is mine. Like, right. I own this kid. Right. And because we have changed the relationship to that, that we are treating our children as property... Mm-hmm. And your child is not your property. Mm-hmm. And I think that is kind of the issue too. Like there's plenty of times where it's like, I know I'm not my mom's property, but as a kid, it was like, I represent this family and I have to be like this right. and I have to do these things. And it's like, that I don't think is effective parenting. Right. And then I also think it's connected to not having property, not having anything. Yeah. And that this is all that I have. Yes. You know what yes. I'm saying? This is all that I have. It represents me in a certain way. Also, I don't want it to die. And so I'd rather kill them myself than yeah. to have this child killed or abused or something happen on the outside or whatever. And then when I think about... Or sold. Or sold, right. Yeah. When I think about the things that black parents had to deal with, um, just the regular general shit that you deal with living, living brown, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Walking around the earth black, walking around the U.S. black. Um, like how you said, a lot of us were beaten out of embarrassment. A lot yeah. of us were also beaten out of anger. You know what I'm saying? That like I've too. had, I've had the worst day, and what you did, I didn't like, and I'm just gonna take it out on you. Yeah, I've, I've tweeted that. Like, yo, stop beating. Like, stop taking it out on your kid. Mm-hmm. What you can't say to your supervisor. Right. Like, I have, um, the person I work with now. He has a son who's about eight, and he is amazingly a monster. Mm-hmm. You know. But, like, one day we were leaving work, and we're walking, and Isaiah, that's the, the kid's name, he's doing what kids do, mm-hmm. but my coworker, he was already in, like, a weird space because of work. Right. So, I'm I'm like, you ain't gonna do nothing? He said, no, I'm too angry about what happened at work that I don't want to take that on to him. So, right. he gets he gets to do whatever he wants right, right now. Right. And I was like, yo, that's so fucking dope. That's like, a better approach. Yeah. He was like, right now, he could get away with whatever. Because he said, because yeah. if I was to do something, I would be hitting that problem mm-hmm. and not him. So, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna just... I hope you don't get hit by a car. And we, right. you know, we laugh, but it would it would make more sense if parents did that more, mm-hmm. um, because 
I know for me, a lot of times it was lost in translation. What? I did wrong. Mm-hmm. I just knew I shouldn't have, you know, like the lesson wasn't there because I just got mm-hmm. beat out of embarrassment or out of anger. And it was just like, I just don't got time for this shit today. Mm-hmm. That type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would hope when I parent that I don't parent that way. I'm not hitting my kid at all. That's that's where I've landed on it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. My nephews have tested this theory on me before a, a lot. And I noticed that I might do like a shake. I might do a shake or like my niece challenged me once like hardcore. She was just like, I don't know what the fuck she was doing, but I I grabbed her and like startled her. It was more of like a startle tactic. It was mm-hmm. like, I'm, I don't want to hurt you, but I'm startling you so that you know that this is not okay or whatever. Um, go ahead. I, I, I'm going to hit my kids, but like, it'll be, it'll be like a, like a, I don't know, like a pop in the mouth or like a like mm-hmm. in the moment thing, like um, I don't, you know, that type of thing. But right. it won't be like a a beating like I had or like a right. spanking. Like it right. won't be like this thing. It'll mm-hmm. just be like, hey, watch my poop, and mm-hmm. then we'll move on or something mm-hmm. like that. But I don't, I don't, can't imagine myself like giving my child a beating. Yeah, I know. A spanking, rather right, than a spanking. right, right, right. I could see myself hitting somebody by accident, like accidentally popping my kid or whatever, but it's something that I would try, honestly, to avoid. Because then there's the whole notion of thinking that it's anyone, no, like this, this um, like value of self to an extent and kind of feeling like it's okay for anybody to put their hands on you. I know, I know that I'm their parent, mm-hmm. but again, I don't own this kid. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like yeah. this is somebody that, you know, my body, to, to, to go a little Afrofuture hotel, my body has been used as a vessel to bring this person <laughs> into the world, right? I'm the fucking conduit through which this oh, being is on the planet. And that was my role and is my role to love and take care of them and teach them. And I don't think that that has to include me putting my hands on them and that whole psychology that because this person, because I take care of this person, that it's okay for me to beat them. And then it gets into the psychology of that person that it's okay for certain people to put their hands on me. And I can't, um, I I couldn't do it. I don't know if that does that because I guess it depends on the person because I was... I was given spankings, and I still never think it's okay for anyone to put their hands on me. Like even my parents, I don't like, think it's it came, okay for anyone to put their hands on me. It came to a point where it was like, nah, it's not going down, and it mm-hmm. didn't go down. You know what I'm saying? So I guess that could be person to person. I think it's not necessarily always translates into oh, it's okay for people to put their hands on me. But it's to me, it's a it's a matter of like self worth, right? So maybe it's not okay for me to be beaten by other people or get touched by other people, but it's okay for somebody to talk to me a certain way or it's okay for me to deal with a certain type of treatment because of whatever the dynamics of this relationship is. I just think it leaves the the door open to too much uh, shenanigans. I I don't agree only because I don't think it does for me, but there are many ways to be abusive without a like a pop you know what i'm saying like there's mm-hmm. so many ways to be abusive to a person mm-hmm. that i don't think a uh hit is um is that huge mm-hmm. i guess is what i'm saying i guess for me there's it's so hard many ways to separate for you to, like damage a person mm-hmm. even without actually you could never touch it i know people right. who've never gotten beat and their parents are fucking horrible and right. like, did horrible things to them right. without physical touch mm-hmm. so it's like 
that for me is like it, anything can be that anything can do that mm-hmm, mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. not yeah right. anything can do that right maybe i don't know it's hard for me to separate those things because i experienced all of it so mm-hmm. i don't for me it's just like why the whole line of oh it's okay to hit in this instance and in this instance it's okay and then in this instance it's not okay it's like it's too much fuckery and i feel like you can discipline your kids without putting your hands on them i think i, I know, know for me and my upbringing like i come from a very violent upbringing but it wasn't like beatings it was just like in my family you get mad you fuck shit up physically so it was different it wasn't like a like it wasn't about beatings mm-hmm. so that was my disconnect when it came to like physical violence and expressing anger i thought that when you were angry you just punch somebody in the face mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so in that sense if maybe if you're in an environment like that where there's like um no separation because mm-hmm. I don't connect that to like my spankings I just connect that to that's how everyone dealt with things mm-hmm. in my house you get mad or she did something to you or some ma somebody did this but did you fuck her up you know mm-hmm. like that type of stuff mm-hmm. for me is where that disconnect came in where I had to reteach myself that and I'm still reteaching myself that I don't have to always be physical when I'm angry or when I am um feeling bad emotions right um a lot of times I just introvert when bad emotions happen because my first thought is, not my first thought, I would say my sec- my first thought is to get away, but mm-hmm. then my second thought is to fuck people up because as a kid, it was like, you don't run away, you, mm-hmm. you beat them up, you know, mm-hmm. that type of thing. So like, I know for me, that that's my um, thing when it comes to physical violence, but not like spankings and stuff. Mm-hmm. For me, it's from being beaten a lot. And I just don't see by by lots of people, and I just don't see, um, yeah, I don't see the, you know, I could hit you this time, but not this time or whatever. I just feel like everybody should keep their hands to themselves, mm-hmm. you know. So I don't know. Okay, I guess I'm hitting my kids. Hit, hit them little niggas. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I'm I'm long over this topic. Well done with it. Well over it. I'm hitting my kids. Hit them. Who cares? If um, I have any, I don't even know if I have one. Yeah, I don't know. That it, it, it's upsetting to me. The thought of it is upsetting to me when I hear when I hear my peers honestly talking about their actual real life kids and how they hit their kids. That's upsetting to me. It's very upsetting. It's mm-hmm. very upsetting. I just it just it just seems to me like so unnecessary. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? My nephews, when I was like spending a lot of time with them, like parental type time with them or whatever, they used to like fucking play in the street because they were boys and like we're trying to cross the street and they're still being busybodies or yeah. whatever and my natural instinct would be to like yell and and hit them or whatever but i found a good grab a good grab fucking startle them a good manhandle you know what i'm saying but yeah i don't know it makes me very uncomfortable it makes me uncomfortable when i hear about yeah, when I hear about men disciplining their daughters, it's 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 um I don't know. I just don't feel like nobody should be touching anybody. But I respect your right to beat your kids. They're not here, so it's not upsetting. No, I'm not gonna me. beat my kids. I will pop Hit them, them, pop them. Yeah, like it's okay. different. I'm All not gonna right. like beat them, especially when they're like really, really little. When they don't understand, like the stove is hot, don't touch it. Right. I'm gonna have to pop you. Right, like right, no, right. don't do that. Like mm-hmm, you you mm-hmm, do have to do that. Mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But like to me, that's different than like popping your seven year old in the mouth because it's such. I feel like by the time they're seven, I don't think I would have to pop them anymore. 
Right. Yeah. For me, I don't at that. I don't feel like I have to pop you at seven mm-hmm. anymore. But mm-hmm. when you're like three and four, and you right. don't understand that this hot ass boiling water mm-hmm. will burn the shit out of you, so I gotta pop you so you don't go over there, yeah. and you can remember that pop so you don't go over there. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna pop you, right, but I feel like right. I, by the age of eight or nine, I don't think I need to still be popping you. Right. Well, what seven I say, is like prime time kid age. So when I you say, talk about popping your kid, I'm thinking of like oh, no, no, no. anyone like, yeah, from f- a toddler to a fucking twelve year old. Nah, you know I feel like saying? by that age, you should you at that point you know who who is the mom and who is mm-hmm, the child, and mm-hmm. I should not have to say something more than once. Right. Like. That's how I feel in my perfect mother dumb. Mm-hmm. That's what it would be like. <laughs> By the time you're eight, I could like give you the look and right. you just know to straighten up type right. thing or whatever. Right. Right. Yeah, right. I don't right. expect to be like popping my kid mm-hmm. like nine or ten. Like, mm-hmm. come on, like mm-hmm. you no, need, that's that's yeah. good. I told oh. my um my niece that in like a weekend. Like, you don't don't question me. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Don't question. And it just I mean, it took repetition, of course, because that was just her fucking nature is to fucking question that's the thing though too but... that's like i don't want to i don't want to mute that in my child either right. like i want my child to express themselves i want my child to like feel like they could talk to me mm-hmm. like I, i'm mm-hmm. not into the whole be seen and not right, heard shit right, i'm not right. into that mm-hmm. i wasn't like raised yeah i wasn't raised like that my mm-hmm. parents were and like to the point where my mom is sometimes annoyed by it but mm-hmm. she made us she wanted us to always speak up for ourselves right. like always because she felt we lived in a world that silenced us. Mm-hmm. So no, if you have something to say, say it. Of course, I couldn't say it any kind of way to her. Right, right, but right, right, right. we were all we like a very vocal family. Something mm-hmm. don't make sense. We gonna be like that looks stupid, mm-hmm. you know, like that type right. of thing. So I don't want to do that to my children either. I'm not into the whole seen, not heard, mm-hmm. all of that stuff. Like right. I think that there's a I w- I was raised like that. Be seen, not heard. Don't voice yourself. Shut up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I feel like. Um, there is a difference between being able to be a kid and express yourself and yada, yada, yada. And we're at a wedding or we're at something I'm saying, I need you to go pick up that paper or go, you know what I'm saying? Just fucking go and do it. You know, that's like, there's a time and place for questioning things and mm-hmm. for talking back. And I think there's a way to teach kids time the place. time and place. Yeah. Right. For those that's things. That's important to me. Time right. and place. Teaching right, a child right, time right. and place. Yeah. Because some of y'all motherfuckers do not teach a child mm-hmm. time and place. Mm-hmm. We're in a public place. Or a place that needs quiet right now, right. or we're on the train and you should be sitting and mm-hmm. not kicking me with your shoes, mm-hmm. like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, right. time and place. Like I get that he's seven, or not even seven. Why are you kicking me at seven? But I get that. He- <laughs> Yo, there are seven-year-olds, eight-year-olds, nine-year-olds out here kicking people because they were not taught time and place. Yo. Yeah, that I need. Teach your child boundaries. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of meeting fucking boundaryless adults because mm-hmm. it's too late. Mm-hmm. Teach your kids boundaries. Right. Just that's you know, that's important. Mm-hmm. Teach your kids boundaries. Yeah, I would. I would like it though. Yeah, if we stopped as a community treating our children like property. Stop treating them like, and stop treating them like. I hate when I hear parents curse at their kids. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's your daughter. She's yeah. not a bitch. <laughs> that's your daughter. <laughs> That's your son. You're not a little nigga. Like, that's your son. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's disturbing to me. Yeah, like that. No, usually no one that I know is doing that. But, yeah, on the train or in passing, yeah, that that's really rough. Yeah, it's just that's like, really wait, rough. you know that. You know, like, you decided to have this child yeah. and all of this stuff, and now you're, like, verbally insulting them. Mm-hmm. Don't call them stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, all of that, I don't, that I have a regular tolerance for because mm-hmm. I feel like words, like, cut way, way deeper. Like, they stay with you, like... 
Ooh, like mm-hmm. it's plenty of times where I have where I have um conversations with people and they express like the relationship the verbal relationships they have with parents. Mm-hmm. And to me that just always seems like deeper than like that time they got a beating because they broke the record player. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, cause you don't even know why that's happening. You don't even know why they're calling you stupid. They're just calling you stupid. Or you don't mm-hmm. even know why you that little bitch. Or you don't even know why you that hoe. Like, because mm-hmm. it's like, what the fuck? At the very least, at least when you're getting a beating, you know that you broke the record player. Mm-hmm. Mother, Your mother ain't got money to buy another one. Mm-hmm. And now you're getting in trouble. Like, when it comes to verbal, it just like seems like it just comes out of nowhere. Right. And you're not old enough to maybe put put pieces together to say, well... My parents are poor. They're working really hard. They're working on the white supremacy. Mm-hmm. They're working on the misogyny. Like all of these things that we know now as adults, you can't grasp at eleven. Mm-hmm. But all you know is that you're a little bitch, and you have to live with that shit. Right. You know, like that's the stuff that kind of like, uh, mm-hmm. like she called her thought a, a thought. Like, yeah, I don't like the shaming. This whole mass shaming and like giving your kid a weird haircut and then you put it posted places and stuff like that. These pictures they last forever. Ever. It's different than back in the day when you used to maybe embarrass your kid on in the front block, of the school, in front of the school or whatever. That's different. But now you're gonna post it on social media for everybody to see. That's 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 next level damage right there. That's not cool, and it doesn't go away. They're over it. They've done their time. They they've matured. Yeah. They're 20, and now that video is yeah, still flying now that yeah, the they're like in college, and someone's like, "Yo, you the what you call it, boy? Aren't you the kid yeah, that had cool. the the stupid haircut?" Mm-hmm. And it's like that shit happened when I was seven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. that that shit. They need to stop that shit. Like something has to be. I think honestly, I think that parents should like go to jail for that. Yeah, like I feel like I feel like I feel like laws need to catch up to technology. Mm -hmm. Um, think that's what's lacking Mm -hmm. because that shit not right. Mm -hmm. Like that's nah. Like mm -mm. Mm hang with that. Hmm. Speaking of. uh... Shit, we not wet. Shit, that we not wet. <laughs> um, did you see the trailer for that new movie, Southside, with you? It's supposed to be about um, Michelle Obama. I know the trailer is happening, but I didn't right. click it because um, boredom. They didn't look like the the Obamas, so right, right. I um, right. scrolled yeah, past it. Yeah. <laughs> So I mean, it's isn't cute. it like a TV movie too? I think it's a TV movie. It's cute. It's you know, it seems yeah. it's gonna be. Is it okay? Wait, it's gonna be out in the theater. TK's in the in the the corner over here telling us stuff. Really interesting. I did not know this was gonna be in the movie theater. Who's going to see this? Who's this for? I don't. Anyway. Uh huh. Anyway. So, what are your thoughts on the All right. So, the trailer, it seemed harmless. And again, I thought it was going to be a TV movie. So, now I'm going to have to watch it again through like <laughs> big screen eyes. Because, what the fuck? Who gives a fucking yeah, it shit? Look, it looked like a TV movie. Oh, my me. gosh. Anyway, I had a totally different point. But now this shit seems like just a wash disaster. But whatever, whatever. So, they're doing this, that movie. And then there is, have you heard about Chadwick Boseman? He's going to be playing Thurgood You know, Marshall. I never know who anybody is. Right. So, Chadwick Boseman is the actor from Black Panther. He's the actor. Well, he's the actor. Well, we decided to call the movie Black Panther. But he is... Um, Playing Black Panther in the Avengers movies. I just see all the black people. 
Every time they show the, the actors for the Black Panthers, uh-huh. all of the black people. So okay, I don't know okay, which one okay, he is. Okay, right. So Chadwick Boseman, <laughs> he's the one who played um, Jackie Robinson in the Jackie okay, Robinson see, biopic. Okay, I could do that. He's I the one who that. played James Brown. Brown. Okay, James Brown. I could do that. So he's slated to play um, Thurgood Marshall in a movie. I thought it was going to be a biopic, but it's actually going to be... Um, the Thurgood Marshall movie is more about like an early case, like when Thurgood was a lawyer, like some shit like that. Uh-huh. Anyway, here's my problem with both of these things. My problem with both of these things is that these are people whose lives have been heavily affected by race, whose lives have been heavily affected by colorism, whose stories and careers as we know them were heavily affected by racism and colorism. Um, And I feel like in this film, as with a lot of films where black folks are portrayed, the it doesn't take into effect the complexion of the character. Mm-hmm. So, for example, um, President Obama is played in this film by the actor's name is Parker Sawyers. And in the film, he and Michelle Obama look to be the same color, color. Yeah. Um, same complexion, which it's one of those things that in a world where everybody is equal it should not make a fucking difference right but that is not the world that is not the world that we live in and a part of their relationship is the fact that he is a light-skinned biracial man and she is a darker-skinned black woman yes and so we didn't have a black president we didn't have a dark-skinned black man in the white house for eight years and we and we don't know when that would ever happen right (laughs) you can't even get a dark-skinned pop star right right exactly (laughs) exactly so that's not what happened um also the color dynamics of relationships for some people are such that a lot of people have an issue with dark-skinned women yeah. and their existence, period. Yeah. And so to have a dark-skinned woman in the White House is a huge deal. Yeah. To have a dark-skinned woman married to a lighter-skinned black man in the White House is a big deal for some people. Um, for some people, some people believe that President Obama did not fully tap into his light-skinned privilege yeah. by marrying a darker-skinned woman. woman. And a yeah. part of that, that's a part of their whole trajectory, their whole experience as a couple. And it's being erased. And it's being erased. And it's being erased. Once again, as the resident light-skinned person here, I'm not concerned about light-skinned jobs, okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, there are enough actors that's, getting work. That's not her platform. That's not my platform. That's not the issue, okay? My issue is that if we're talking about race and we're talking about color and we're talking about the things that matter, it's it's not okay and it takes away from the story when you don't cast someone reflective of the complexion that has that has affected their experience. Yes. And I feel like even if they don't have to look exactly like their characters, but the two of them in this film look to be the same complexion. And that to me is problematic. I think that um, what is strange is that you remember the Nina movie? Yes. And Nina Simone's color was very, you know, um, well, they made it be center as to, you know, her life experience mm-hmm. in a very odd way where, by giving her the makeup and the right. prosthetic nose and all of this stuff. And Given it's, Zoe Saldana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll be forgetting her name because mm-hmm. I don't even remember people's names. Right. Like, whatever. Fuck mm-hmm. them, right? So, um, what is annoying to me is that it's, it, it goes back again to, like, black people just being this one thing. Right. And 
at the, the simplest, the simplest thing, you, you notice that black people come in an array of colors. Right. And if you can't even recognize that mm-hmm. or notice that or digest that, mm-hmm. then you're a fucking idiot. Like it's, right. it's, but then that makes, it makes things, no, no sense. If we do but that. I think, but I think it's because one, especially in the media is that black people are always supposed to be just one thing. Mm-hmm. So there's that. And then it's, um, Dad, I lost my point. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, if we do that, basically what your point is, is that if we do that, then it shows that black people are dynamic, that we come in a variety of different cultures mm-hmm. and ethnicities and backgrounds and histories, that blackness is inclusive of multiracialness, that it's inclusive of multi-ethnicity. And I think it also, honestly, because America, one, for the way for a lot of people they think that they could the way a lot of people try to um say they're not racist is by not seeing color right. which is stupid cuz right. like how can you not embrace someone's difference mm-hmm. i think our differences are great mm-hmm. regardless you know what color or whatever mm-hmm. why should i have to make you blank to right. accept you as a human right. like that shit is fucking stupid mm-hmm. so that's that's one way in which that is happening mm-hmm. by making us just all brown a blanket right. of brown right. and then there's like um if I have to acknowledge that y'all come in all of these shades, mm-hmm. I have to acknowledge the fact that for a long time I was raping y'all. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? For mm-hmm. a long time, um, you were enslaved. You know, like it, mm-hmm. it reminds you of that. Mm-hmm. It makes you think of that because if you're a person who has no idea why these black people look like all of these colors, right. let's say you're like from another planet and you mm-hmm. come here and you're like. They're all black, but they all come in different, you know, mm-hmm. shades of blackness. Mm-hmm. How did that happen? Right. And then you have to say, well, mm-hmm. in 16, you know, right. like, you know. Whatever. Then maybe Bow Wow would understand <laughs> why what he said about <laughs> being mixed like, is fucking it's, ridiculous. It's it makes no sense. None at anyway. all. So, like, yeah, it's, 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 it's a lot. It's a, I think it's Google like. Google little Bow Wow, guys. Erase, you know, it's erasing mm-hmm. a lot of things. Erasing the fact that we come in many colors. Erasing the fact that there are. Well, we create other colors within ourselves because mm-hmm. that's just how, I guess, melanin works with black people. Mm-hmm. But also, a lot of our colors, our differentiation in colors in mm-hmm. America is due to the fact that many women were raped. Mm-hmm. Many black women were raped. Right. And for you to acknowledge that and say, acknowledge that as a black people's story in this country, you mm-hmm. have to admit that you're a fucking rapist. Right. And who wants to do that? Mm-hmm. Who wants to say, hey... Mm-hmm. You know, our history is of rapists. Right. You know, like, right, right, right. and you have to do that if yeah. you want to acknowledge. There's that, and then it also makes it easier to erase our our identity as, like, being a part of the foundation of this country. Like, a lot of us are mixed with indigenous communities. Yes, a yes. lot of us are, we have grandparents who were Native American. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? A lot of us are, then there's just regular ass fucking intermingling. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Um, so, yeah, so that, I found that disturbing. And the same thing with um, Chadwick Boseman playing uh, Thurgood Marshall. First of all, enough. Okay? Enough with the fucking Chadwick. Enough with him playing. Well, we only the allowed one guy. dark skin for we only allowed one dark skin uh-huh. actor right. every three years. Right. So, right. so he's, he's the guy and he's he has the to the resident do dark skin. Right. So the thing with, with him, right, playing Thurgood, Thurgood was like practically like fucking translucent. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yes. He's incredibly he's light skin. I'm sure at a certain stage of his life, possibly he could pass, or one of his relatives could pass. He was incredibly yes. light skin. His light-skinned. hair was very straight. straight. Yes. And I feel like that's a part of 
his story. There's no, there's no telling that a black person darker than him could have been the first black man, black Supreme Court exactly. justice. That's that's that just it's it's silly to erase that from the narrative. Um, and so that makes me uncomfortable. I don't know how Chadwick is going to look. Like um, it's, I think it's important to circle back and see like look at who are who who's creating these stories right. who's telling these stories right. because that's why it's it's flat like mm-hmm. this like mm-hmm. i don't think that um a person of color or a person of color who mm-hmm. knows things right. would erase that from the story like they will right. understand that that is important to the story like right. this person him being a light-skinned black man mm-hmm. almost passing mm-hmm. um that light-skinned kind of privilege at right. that time did help, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Or in some ways, when it comes to maybe his relationships with black people and darker black people, there was an issue there. You know what I'm saying? So here's the other thing that I just thought about when you said this. I think that there's a feeling that it's okay to have a darker-skinned person portray a lighter-skinned person. It's more okay for that to happen than if for a, a, lighter a lighter-skinned person, person to portray a darker-skinned person. Right, because they feel like the story... Is they feel like it's less offensive to do, and they mm-hmm. feel like because this was a light skinned person, and maybe their light skin, their complexion assisted in their privilege, and they had certain privileges that yeah. it doesn't matter if I erase this story. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because they weren't the underdog. There's a, a lot of people who don't think that. There's a lot of people who don't think that light skinned people, light skinned black people, mm-hmm. have like issues right. when it comes to this right, colorism right, thing right, 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 and right. they do you won't learn them from watching that documentary on own but <laughs> um there, mm-hmm. there's this thing there's a dynamic there that right. no one explores mm-hmm. no one cares about because mm-hmm. since there is some kind of privilege in it that right. we dismiss it and right. we think that it's not important right. to even or, explore right exactly or i think so there are times when we end up being treated like the oppressor yeah. And so it's okay. It's like, oh, it's okay to erase you and erase your story or whatever yeah. because you're the oppressor or you're the... Which, while I'm a light-skinned woman and I'm fully aware that I walk this world, this complexion, and that I'm treated differently because of it, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? There are things that I don't know what it's like to be a darker-skinned black woman. Yeah. I don't know what that day is like. Yeah. I know the ways in which my day suck being a black woman of mm-hmm. this complexion. I could not imagine what it's but like. But even, even with you, with you being light-skinned, you still have very... African features, right, your right, hair right, is still right, very you right. you part of the four right. C squad, like, absolutely. So there are other things, right? True that, true that, true that. That right make your experience like right, right. you do you do of have course. light skin, you know your light skin, whatever. Right, right, but there's right. other things that are attached to blackness right. that you have that right. can probably make your experience it a does. different from it does. other light skin. Right, right, right. I guess my point is, yeah, my point is, I have a friend who every time we're together, she finds a way to bring up my complexion mm-hmm. in some way. Um, and she thinks that it's cute and she thinks that it's funny because she doesn't see me as her equal sister, yeah. as like a black woman who dealing with black woman shit. shit. She's like, oh, well, it's okay for me to tease you or to make fun of you or to make these weird side comments because you are the oppressor. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, while I benefit in certain instances from white supremacy and and when i say benefit i mean there are times it's it's not benefit i'm trying to say right right i'm I'm (laughs) afforded a certain level of humanity Mm -hmm. that if i were in the same room if i'm in a a room full of racists i may be afforded a bit more humanity than my dark-skinned brothers and sisters or whatever that's my point so this person feels like 
I am the oppressor and thus it is okay to treat me a certain way or whatever. Um, but anyway, so I, I'm, what I, my point was, I think that that's a part of why certain people feel that it's okay to have a darker skin person uh. play. And I'm not just talking about like a light skin person, but these people are like notably freaking translucent. So what about like, um, cause we had a darker skin person play Martin Luther King in that Selma movie. We had... Denzel Washington is darker than Malcolm X. Right, and that was that was my point. Um, We're talking about to me, the darker skinned person who played Dr. King. Dr. King to me is still a dark skinned guy. The guy was darker. I don't think that these people have to be direct shade for shade on. But uh -huh. I think that if you have a movie that features two actors, one playing Michelle Obama and one playing Barack Their Obama, differentiate. yeah, they're no they they look the same complexion in the uh -huh. movie, and I think that that to me is problematic. Do they have to be as light skinned as Barack Obama? Maybe not, but mm -hmm. I feel like it's it should be clear that these two people are different shades yeah. and that that informs a little bit to like their experience and their story. Mm -hmm. I think with Chadwick Boseman he to me that's a dark skinned brother or brown skinned brother and Thurgood Marshall is notably there's like lots of light skinned men they could have got to yeah Thurgood Marshall absolutely but I, I think also Chadwick I think he's one of the producers of this so I, I need okay 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 I'm talking to Chadwick Chad Chadwick what's yeah, his Chadwick Chadwick Chadwick, Chadwick. Chadwick, Chadwick, Chadwick. stop masturbating all right <laughs> we don't not, like stop that shit <laughs> like give someone else a job yeah you don't have to masturbate. Don't you don't know. gotta be Tyler Perry and play every part. Like, like what the like? Come yeah. on. And Denzel, yes, Denzel was darker than Malcolm X. I also, I don't personally think that it's such a huge was such a huge jump for me personally. I also feel like he's he was Denzel at that time. You know what I'm saying? Chadwick is not fucking Denzel. No, I don't have I don't have issues with No, Malcolm no, no, I know, but this whatever. this is my point. My point is that he's he was not he, Chadwick is not one of the premier actors of our generation. Yeah. If you I, have I didn't even know your name. I know right, you as James Brown. Right. So if you hit so. me with one of the premier I I would love to see fucking Meryl Streep play fucking uh, No. Uh, no. <laughs> No, stop it right there. <laughs> but what I'm saying Scott! is, right, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, hit me with one of the premier actors of our generation. Like, if, if you're going to color bend in that way. Who is the, who is the premier whatever of our generation? Oh, that's hard to say. Who is that? Leonardo DiCaprio is popping. But uh, oh, you know what I think. Of I know you think the world. Of, I think of black. Right, right. right. So no, I know you're thinking black. So I was, I was trying black. to think. I was it's trying. Like TK has something to say. What you, what you, what you oh, raising no, your hand uh, over there? I was just saying, when you can't get a job, make a job. That's right. what Chadwick is. Right. He's out here making jobs. True. True. He got a savings account just to make more jobs. <laughs> 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 it's like, take this out of my job. Right. Because, like, he could have played, right. he could have mm -hmm. played a friend. <laughs> Thurgood right. had dark good friends. Right. He could, because right. he's right. still going to get the, the producer check mm -hmm. or whatever check mm -hmm. or whatever. Like, true that, you know, true like, that, come true on. That, like, true I don't know. I guess. Jesse Williams was on, um, Denzel Washington's Greatest Actor of All Time podcast, one of my favorite podcasts. Uh -huh. um, but he was on there talking about being pulled into rooms, like, you know, with meetings. Uh, and he's he would be in a meeting for, they want him to play Paul Robeson. And he's sitting there and he's like, why am I here? 
Why am I here? Why are you calling me? There are mil- thousands of wait, other actors wait, that could do, do this. Do you know I don't know who people are? Who's Paul Robeson? Paul Robeson is the old school actor, singer. Let me Google him. Yeah, Google him. You know him when you see I his picture. I know people ask who they play. Very incredibly deep voice. Incredibly deep voice. Old school. I want to say. Was he exiled? Was he ever exiled, TK? Do you know? I don't know, but he was very active in um, black personhood and shit like that back in the yeah black theater and all that stuff or whatever. Um, Major figure from back in the day. But anyway, my point is Jesse Williams, a light skinned biracial man, has been pulled into all kinds. I know he is. Yes, yes. People, I know. Right. Okay, great. Has been pulled (laughs) into all kinds of meetings to play actors who live their lives as. Dark-skinned dark skin. men, yeah. right? To play people who are characters who are dark-skinned men. See, well, Jesse gets it. Room? Jesse gets it. Right. Chadwick obviously doesn't. Right. He has not seen Hidden Colors yet, so he does not. He's not know. woke. He doesn't have knowledge of self. Yeah, right. you know what I'm saying. Right, 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 right. You know, but it could be out of desperation. I mm. need roles. You're not giving them to me. Here's a person who is this great ass black man yeah. that everyone knows that people, you know, whatever. Yeah. Let me I don't be like it. it. I feel like he could have like made a fictional movie and and been. He could have found another another black man to portray. He could have made up a black man. You are yeah, creating true. something. You right. can create. Like right. not right. all of our great movies have to be biopics either. Right. Could have created some fucking. I'm still. I need my black people. Game of Thrones. Like someone just make mm-hmm. that shit because we was doing stuff in Timbuktu and doing shit. Speaking of like Game that, of Thrones, so somebody make one of them shits for me because right. I'm not going to, but I will watch it. Right, right, right. I've been watching Game of Thrones lately. I'm on season. I think I just finished season three. That show is wild, problematic. Um, yeah. <laughs> I stopped at season four, but I started again, and I was like, "Ooh, I'm remembering why I stopped. It's good, wild, but it's like, it ooh, ooh, you're, you're hurting, bro. you're hurting my." It's like, oh, so all the slaves are just black people. Yeah, all, all the them. slaves are just people. We could have done anything in this fictional story. Yeah, but all, all the, sl- yeah, Khaleesi is out here white saviouring it up all over, all place. over the warm regions of the earth. And then, like I, I like called. I've said many times on this podcast, and the people, the white people, are not washing. You're fucking. No, Kalisi takes baths. that one bath in season one. It's annoying. Season three is actually all about baths. Everybody gets a bath in season three, <laughs> but not. There's that first bath in the first episode and of the no, first season, yeah, and then can't. it's all season three. Every other episode, somebody's in a full all bath. All of that sex and no bathing is it's it's because it's a lot of sex yeah. and death yeah. and no baths. Yeah, I don't like that. Okay. I need a black. Games of Thrones like thing mm-hmm. and Timbuktu mm-hmm. with lots of baths. Mm-hmm. Go do that. Mm-hmm. Maybe a hotel could do it. No. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying that would be another way to channel their energy. But... <laughs> All right. No. All right. Well, okay. Um, well, I guess we can move on to news. That's not news. In a world where Don Lemon is considered a respectable news anchor, in a world where people respect Don Lemon, Queen and Jay bring you. News that's not news. News that should be news, but it ain't news. Because mainstream media wants to feed you the same three stories about transracialism in three different ways. With a special segment by Don Lemon. So here's news. That's not news. You can go first. Okay, coolio. So, my news that's not news story is about Virginia. Uh, The governor in Virginia back in April... He lifted the ban on or changed the, he restored voting rights to felons. 
Um, oh. Yeah. So for people that don't know, a lot of people are under the impression that felons can't vote in the U.S. anywhere. Um, Who's when, the, oh, be quiet. Right. When, Who's in fact, it depends state, oh, to, state, state, state to state. Right. Yeah, I think state that's to state. the understanding. State to state. Well, I, I, I hope so. No, I've, no, I, this is not a thought that I've had. Oh, this okay, is something okay. that I've heard from a lot of people. Really? Yeah, there was a lot. Of, there were a lot of people under that impression. And then Two Chains, when he was not rap, well, he was rapping, but when he was being like really political, act, politically active, I think it was during the second Obama campaign. Um, but he was going around kind of talking about that, how you know you can still vote if you are a convicted felon or whatever. But no, that that is like a widespread thing. That. A lot of people running around thinking that you can't. But that's also what they want you to think yeah, is yeah, that, yeah. oh, you can't vote or whatever. Because that's kind of what those... Voter suppression is a thing. Right. And that's what those laws were really put in place for is to now restrict this additional population of people who are probably going to vote Democratic, who are probably going to vote um, against the interests of the wealthy. Um, to restrict their voting rights. But anyway, so Governor, I wrote his name down, Governor Terry McAuliffe? I don't know how to say that, but anyway. That sounds like a slamming-ass burger. The Terry McAuliffe? Mm-hmm. Okay. Does it come in, does it come <laughs> it in does. vegan? It sounds like a nice vegan burger. Oh, like, I like that. Mc, Mc, what is it? McOlive? McOlive. McOlive. Terry, yeah, Governor Terry, M-C-A-U-L-I-F-F-E. McOlive. McOlive. I don't know. But You anyway, would eat a McOlive. I would. Yeah, absolutely. I know absolutely. But um, yeah, so he, in, back in April, I think he signed a bill or he did some shit to restore rights, voting rights to convicted felons. Um, and so anyone who... Uh, what was it? 44,000 former prisoners who are on probation can now register to vote. Um, so those are people who are still on probation, but their probation is getting ready to end. So okay. they can register to vote. And then those convicted felons who are no longer on probation, no longer on parole, they can also now vote. Update. They can also now vote. Or they couldn't vote before. They couldn't vote before okay. in Virginia. Okay. Virginia was one of the states I think that had like the strictest laws when because there are yeah there are some states where you can't vote where mm-hmm. felons can't vote. Um, so yeah, I think, like Florida. Right. So I think Virginia was one of those states uh-huh. with the stricter laws or whatever. So he changed that, and there was a lot of beef from the Republican side. Like, why are you doing this? You're doing this so that Hillary can win, and blah 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 blah. Um, and one of the one of the things they were saying was that um, you cannot give this many people the right to vote at once. I don't know what sense that made, but that was like one of the beefs they had is that you can't do this for everybody. Didn't that happen when they gave white women the right to vote? Like it happened all at once? I guess. I mean, they so, didn't want to like, do that either. I'm just so. saying, like you can't do that all at once. Yeah. It's happened. I don't know. They tried to the make world it didn't like, implode on itself. Right, like it was some underhanded That's my point. Thing. Yeah, well, like, peep this shit out. On Friday, they were like, nah, you can't do this, right? So... <laughs> <laughs> They took that shit away. So you can't do it. Now, the people who already registered, supposedly they're still supposed to be able to register, but what they changed it so that you can't do this sweeping thing. Like, so you can't just say now all these people so can vote. A- you have to do it individually. Right. Right. So he said that he's going to do that shit individually as best as he can. And so that's like where we that are now. That is dumb. And people are still like, oh, well, if you auto sign this for individual people, we're going to fucking stop it. I don't know. 
So that's where we're at now. But if you live in a fuckery state, well, whatever state you live in, check the laws, check your I rights. I don't understand why, because you commit a crime, you cannot make decisions anymore about how you're governed. Mm-hmm. To me, that isn't like that in itself is like once you commit a crime, they want you in jail making underwear or making computer parts or doing some work for free for the rest of your life. Yeah, that I don't know. I'm just saying that as a as a as a citizen, right? You're you're inalienable rights so or whatever they say you're, they're supposed to give you as a citizen of this country because you commit a crime. Now you cannot make decisions on how you're governed. Like that, I don't know. That just sounds like some kind of civil rights violation. Oh, it is. Wait, here's a quote. Because, huh? Right, so a lot of these laws were put into place to restrict. So we already know that black folks and people of color are um, make up an incredibly large percentage of people who are arrested, who are charged of crimes, who are incarcerated, right? So this was, this is a part of what you were saying, voter suppression, um, and to suppress those populations from voting. And then, what is this quote? This is a quote from back in the day. In researching the provisions, advisors to the governor turned up a 1906 report that quoted Carter Glass, a Virginia state senator, as saying they would, quote, eliminate the darkie as a political factor in the state in less than five years. Eliminate the darkie? Yes, this is from 1906. That is a quote, like, in somewhere, like... Yeah, this is this is a quote. This is like a quote from back in the day. <laughs> Eliminate were, the darkie. Yeah. Okay. Eliminate the darkie as a political factor in this state in less than five years, so that in no single county of the Commonwealth will there be the least concern felt for the complete supremacy of the white race in in the affairs of government. Yeah, but we're starting a race war, right? Right. That's yes. the language that they use. Yeah. But we're starting a race war. Yeah. Okay. So that was the thing. So they tried to say that the governor, again, was doing this shit because Hillary was running. But a part of his campaign from the beginning- Was that. Before was that. Was that he was going to make sure that everyone had the right to vote uh, and that a lot of these restrictions that were suppressing the black vote would be lifted. So Uh this is something that this particular governor has been been doing doing for a long time. So anyway, um, yeah, recently they told him, now you can't do that. And so he's going to go out of his way and try and make that happen, like on an individual level. Well, that's dope. I just wanted to say that um, um, I vote. I don't think I'm going to vote in a presidential situation because I like fuck them. I always vote locally, though, Mm -hmm. because, you know, you know, my stance on local voting. Mm -hmm. But I just noticed a lot of like vote vote shaming like if a person chooses not to vote leave them the fuck alone like that's their choice Mm -hmm. that is their choice to not vote um i don't particularly understand like the no voting thing but if that's what they want to do like just let them do it they can still complain if they don't vote they Mm -hmm. can like all of that they're like just shut up because like just shut up i just wanted to say that but um, the reason I wanted to say that is because, like we said on the show plenty of times, is that they wouldn't go so hard to suppress votes if it meant nothing. Right. Um, yeah. But if you don't vote, then like I don't know. I just, I just, I just keep seeing it a lot. The mm-hmm. whole like, if you don't vote, then you don't have a right to do this. And, mm-hmm. and it's like actually they do have a right to do it because mm-hmm. like we live in America and you know like whatever. But um, yeah, let's stop like beating up people who don't vote. Mm-hmm. Like the fuck ever. To be mm-hmm. honest. A lot of times, you're not even supposed to tell people who you vote for, and if you vote, and this and that, that's usually like a private thing anyways, mm-hmm. for the most part. But yeah, I just wish I would just stop seeing that. Mm-hmm. Like, 
I don't know. It's just corny. Yeah, yeah. You're not better than the next person because you vote. Like, I vote, but how does that make me better than who's well, other? Well, I guess the idea is that you're participating in the political process and that if you want to work against it, that you have to participate in it. And that's, like, evidence of you, like, But there's lots of ways to participate in, it. participate in it. Like, you can be... Um, like you do have to register to be to vote to be on a jury. That mm-hmm. doesn't mean you vote though. Mm-hmm. That's a way to help um those processes. You know, there's lots of ways to help the political process without having to if if you don't I guess it's because I don't usually believe in the lesser of two evils things. Like mm-hmm. they're still a fucking evil. Like why am I choosing between two evil people? If I don't fuck with them, I don't fuck with mm-hmm. them. You know what I'm saying? So like if you choose not to vote, I don't think it mutes um, you and your relationship to the political process either. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think it does that. I don't think it does. I think there is a misconception that people who complain about the system are are not voting, are not participating. I posted some shit. No, somebody else posted something ridiculous. And I was like, huh, what the fuck? My, here's my opinion. Da, 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 da. And then she was like, oh, well, are you registered to vote? Like, the assumption was that I was not a registered voter. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if this was because I was black. I don't know if if my comment was because if she felt interpreted my comment as just being, like, Mm anti-police. And so I'm not a voter. I don't know what that shit was about. But I was like, this is what you're saying to me? I said all of this and you want to know if I'm a registered voter? Like, to me, it was just, like, there's an assumption. I feel like it's another way to be classist. Right. Right, Are you registered right. to vote? Yeah, do you even do you go to your polls? Yeah, I'm do you do the registered vote? Like, okay, now what? I found, I'm registered. I vote, and now I'm like, now what? Now, now? I'm, yeah, exactly. Now what? And then also this misconception that you vote, and now black kids are gonna stop being shot in the street. Yeah, you know? like that, that's supposed to happen. Yeah, that that's what. Or the notion that if you vote, the politician you vote for is actually gonna come through on everything they right. say. Like. You, we vote and then we don't hold these people accountable. Mm-hmm. We vote and we don't, we vote for the president, but then we don't realize that there's how many other seats in Congress left open right. that you should pay attention to because mm-hmm. the government has these different brands. So yes, the president might be who you voted for, but now the House is Republican. So what the fuck does this mean? Mm-hmm. You know, like all of these other things that like people don't pay attention to, like that's why for me, like I'd rather vote on a local level. Like I'd rather vote to figure out who's going to be the fucking district attorney in Brooklyn because mm-hmm. hey, I might get locked up one day, and I want to know who whoever the DA is might fuck with me, not on a personal level, but on a political level, maybe you know that mm-hmm. type of stuff. But like, uh, me I mean, voting, people take it very me people voting, take it very personal because yeah. it's personally, I would I'm going to vote. I would personally appreciate it if everyone else in this room also voted in every election, local and major elections. I would rather um, we vote against. Trump, you know what I'm saying? Like everybody knows that between you and I, we don't fuck with Hillary like that. But I'm mm-hmm. not, I'm not gonna not vote because this, the, the whole thing is a joke. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna but that's do not, something. But that's not what I'm saying. I, no, I understand. Voting, but let me I'm finish. I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. But I'm saying a lot of people take it personal because politics and elections they affect each other's way of life, right? So when other people hear that somebody else is not going to vote in an election that in something that's like a, it's kind of a big deal whether Trump ends up being our fucking president or not. I mean, New York, Hillary's going to take New York regardless. Which is why it does for me, it does mm-hmm. not matter if I vote for Hillary or Trump because mm-hmm. them, New York is a blue state. Right. She doesn't need my electoral vote. But there are mm-hmm. other people on that ballot who will probably actually need Queen's vote. Right. So that's why she won't she doesn't need my vote. Mm-hmm. And I'm not 
she's not who I want. Mm-hmm. She doesn't need it. Mm-hmm. So I'm not voting for her. But there mm-hmm. are other people in that ballot who probably do. And for me, I just for me, I'd rather focus on that. But she doesn't need my electorate. Like she she right. got that. Like Right, right. I hear you. I hear you. I just I can I guess I can relate to people taking it very personal when they hear that other people are not gonna vote mm-hmm. without some sort of like explanation for it and again that's a personal thing you don't owe anybody anything but politics and all this stuff affect the way that we live and survive and especially people of color who are still fighting to survive and be treated as humans and shit um when we hear people saying i'm not gonna exercise my right to vote it's a little like i guess but for me for me when it comes to systems and and not fucking with the system and dismantling the system that is oppressing us Mm -hmm. there's so many ways to go about it Mm -hmm. that their root might not be voting but they might be actively doing something else so i don't take that as you just not um fucking with nothing yeah you might not be voting but you might be doing something else on some other end you Mm -hmm. might be a community builder like Mm -hmm. it doesn't it doesn't mean that you're not um, helping right, the situation. Right, right. It just means that voting is not the avenue of what you choose to um, dismantle the system mm-hmm. or figure out the system mm-hmm. or, you know, mm-hmm. relate to the system. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. No, that's true. So, like, that's, that's my true. thing with it. Because, I, I, yeah, that's my thing with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You got a news or something. So, yeah, my, I have one. We have two today. Um, My news is not news. My news that is not news story it's about um, the Army of Moms. They're um, set up in the south side of Chicago. A woman named Tamar Manessa um, formed Mothers Against Senseless Killings to patrol um, her neighborhood in south side Chicago um, after uh, a string of shootings that happened in her neighborhood. Um, they've been doing this all summer, and thus far this article was printed on Friday. Thus far, they have had no shootings, no neighborhood shootings within their community, and um, which I think is dope, mm-hmm. which um, I, may, I wanted to, I'm trying to look for more stories like this because people like to say that we don't like to do anything within our communities as mm-hmm. if we don't remedy these things within our communities on our own, as if we don't um, try to as if we don't love ourselves, as if we don't care, as if we don't try these things. And mm-hmm. these things happen all the time, but of course they don't get the media attention that they right. should get because why would they want to show that we care about ourselves? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so far this summer there have been no shootings in um, the 750-block radius of South Stewart. Um, that's in Chicago. Um, the only thing is that she notices that she has a problem with recruiting adults Mm -hmm. a lot of the people who are interested in this are teenagers Mm -hmm. and the younger people which i think is dope which i'm I'm very into the youth i'm very into um that's who's going to change the world Mm -hmm. you know but um i just found it alarming that a lot of adults didn't want to be involved especially when it's a lot of adults who are these kids today and mm-hmm. these kids and you know they blame everything on kids mm-hmm. and when it comes to remedying this and, and fixing this and changing this um even though it was a an adult woman I said her and about 13 other mothers who came together to do this when it comes to her trying to spread this and make this bigger mm-hmm. other adults don't seem to want to be involved um which I think fucking sucks um I feel like my mom would have been down mm-hmm. but um if you want to help they have a website, um, yes, yeah, it's, it's called Behind the 
behindthemask.org if you want to, I guess, send donations. Behind the mask or behind the mask? Behind the mask. Okay. M-A-S-K. Mm-hmm. Um, dot org if you want to um, either donate money, donate time, um, donate water because it's the summer and they're outside all day. Basically, they just get a lawn chair and they just sit and they chill mm-hmm. in the area and just make sure shit is not going down. And I guess because the presence is there, you see this so someone is there mm-hmm. specifically to look right. around that things aren't happening in these spaces. Um, so yeah, definitely check that out. And I just wanted to make sure that mm-hmm. I um, made that news right? because it needs to be. That's cool. Yeah. I like it. I'm with it. I want to talk about things I don't like now. <laughs> Well, I guess that means we're in the pit. We're in Everybody the... strap in. We're about to open some fucking windows. The new triple X has got to be more dangerous, deadlier, more attitude. Who the fuck is this asshole? Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. Um, I want to talk about fucking New York Comic Con. Okay. I want to see their brand manager. Okay. <laughs> no. I told the brand manager. Oh, I told the brand manager that I would be here, and Apple Care told me no. That I um, had to the part. <laughs> got to delay hand slam. I got to do it. I got to do it. <laughs> um, no, New York Comic Con. They have this new thing where you have to fan verify, right? So fan verify means that before you can even buy a ticket, you have to sign up and say, "I'm gonna want to buy a ticket." And this is supposed to reduce on like sharking tickets and mm-hmm. shit like that. Um, which was like a rampant thing that was going on. Um, so, okay, I get that. All right. So, everyone has to register if you want to buy a ticket. Yeah. Then after you register to buy a ticket, you have a certain day to do that or else you're asked out and you can't go to Comic-Con. Fine. Everybody registers. They send you your own URL to buy your ticket. They send the fucking URL. People were on, you like end up kind of like on Cyberline. So, we ended up online. I think I waited like over an hour, hour and a half to buy my tickets online. Oh, hell to the no. Right. So, that was what I got on. Oh, you was at work? I was at work. She wasn't at work. I was not at work. So, these this started. This, <laughs> my boss was like, can you? I was like, I'm per- trying to purchase Comic-Con tickets. I don't, I, I don't know what to tell you right now. You going to lunch? Go to lunch. Why don't you go to, you go to lunch? I'll buy my Comic-Con tickets. But anyway, I got on at like 12.02. Sales started at 12. 12.02 I was on. I was on for my phone and then I was able to get on my computer or whatever. In line for an hour and a half. Saturday tickets sold out. So I bought a Friday and a Sunday ticket. All right, cool. You think it's over, right? They're like, this is the only day you can buy tickets. This is it. Then after you buy your ticket, you have to assign it to someone, right? So if you fan verified, I can buy a ticket for myself and you and whoever else is fan verified. But then I got to assign it to somebody. Mm-hmm. I assign my fucking tickets because they give you a deadline to do that shit. Like a month later, they're like, hey, we're going to sell more tickets now. I'm like, what the fuck? So I could have waited and not purchased my Friday ticket and I could have bought a a fucking Saturday Saturday ticket, ticket. which is what I wanted or whatever, right? I'm just annoyed, all right? I feel like I had a better time when I could just, like, now, for example, I have a fucking Friday ticket. I'm going to go, but if I were to get a Saturday ticket, what am I fucking doing with the Friday? I can't give it to anybody because my ticket is already assigned. We can't swap tickets. The whole fan verify thing, it's irritating. Look, listen, Comic-Con, right? Right? Yes. Get your shit together. Get your shit together. Like, that's it. Just get your shit together. I don't get how you 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 are in a realm where you make anything happen because anything's possible because it's Comic-Con right. and you can do all of this shit, right. but you can't get fucking ticket lines it's and ticket really sales together. It doesn't sound and that And it feels hard. to me, it feels to me to be more about, I mean, I get that you want to like, like 
you know, put your foot down on like sharks selling tickets and stuff like that. But it feels like it's it was more about the commerce of it and the making money of it than it was about protecting the it consumer. Had nothing to, it had nothing to do with you. Right. It had nothing right. to do with you. Right. And At that all. irritated me. Yeah. And they know that people want to come to this thing really bad, but it honestly makes me want to spend more time in those kinds of spaces like more in like blurred spaces so black comic book festival like when you went to the other up. one at the um, right the at the Schomburg, right the black yeah. comic book festival there's a little festival that happens in philly at amalgam comic books or whatever uh-huh. so i want to do more sh- i don't know that i'm gonna do this again yo i don't like that whole all the extra bull anything in my life that involves extra fuckery and bullshit i don't really want to do it i've never went to comic-con mm-hmm. I just like the costume stuff. Yeah. That's probably the only reason why I would go. Right. Like, oh, look right, at Zorda. Right, right, you know, right, like shit right. like that. But that sounds like too much work. It's a lot. That like It's a lot. It's not I'm even that hard to, to buy Beyonce tickets. And right. that's Beyonce. Exactly. Like, I'm just trying to have a good time. So, yeah, I think this might be my last year fucking with them. Aww. I liked the energy before where I could just swap a ticket with somebody. But it used to be easier, too, when it wasn't like... I have a friend who's into Comic-Con. You know him online, mm-hmm. my friend yeah, Louis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He remembers like buying a ticket the same day and going. Right. Like It's just like... It's gotten it's, out of hand. Yeah. It's gotten way out of hand. Yeah. Because he... Yeah. He's like, I remember this. I was like, oh, I'm going to go today and buy the yeah. ticket that day and go. Yeah. Now it's like I'm fucking done. like... Cyberline. I think I'm fucking done, yo. The I didn't hell? like that shit at all. I didn't like it at all. So there's that, and um, I'm gonna just throw mac and cheese in the pit. Why are you quick. throwing macaroni and cheese in the pit? If I go to a black establishment and I order the macaroni and fucking cheese, all right, and if I'm in the United States of A and I order the macaroni and fucking cheese, I expect that shit to be baked. Okay, I expect there to be cheesy bits in between. Okay, the okay, okay. I'm not. I don't want no okay. creamy ass, Velveeta okay. ass, that's whack not the, ass, that's boxed not, macaroni. That is not the macaroni and cheese's fault. That is the establishment's fault. So whatever the fuck you got this fuck uh, ass macaroni and cheese is what needs to go in the pit. Don't you dare right. disrespect macaroni and cheese because right. they need to go I'm in the pit. Throwing, you cannot. Let me let me, let me victimize the macaroni and cheese right, because edit. of these motherfuckers. Let me hit it. Let me hit it with an edit. I want to throw in the pit. Black folks, black establishments, black restaurants in the United States who have macaroni and cheese on the menu, and then when it comes to your table, or when they put it in your to-go bag, it's fucking creamy ass, watery ass, noodles, it's a fucking pasta, it's fucking noodles and cheese sauce. That shit is not macaroni and cheese, and I feel like have cultural respect for me, Mm -hmm. and tell me that this is creamy macaroni and cheese. Put that shit on the menu. Okay. Okay. I'm okay with this pit now that you're not victimizing macaroni and cheese. Okay. That is not. All right. I what just. I'm I just say. I'm just saying. That is not our platform. Is. Right. And this is what this is. This is another thing about blackness. Right. <laughs> Let's stop pretending that we don't have shared understandings about what shit is. Okay. If I go to a black establishment, we're all black here. You know that I am expecting baked macaroni and cheese. You know this about it me. It said baked macaroni and cheese on the menu. No. It said. It said macaroni and cheese. But. But by black default, that shit is supposed to be baked. It is. That it is. is. It, unless I'm in a white establishment and it, or it says on the menu, creamy macaroni and cheese. I'm expecting it to be baked. That shit was Velveeta. That is true. It might have been fucking craft slices in there. It was a fucking disaster. I was pissed. I was in Harlem. I don't want to say where I was. Where I, was. I almost do because I don't want this you to should. happen to anybody you else. Fuck that. Look. Okay. I'm all for black <sighs> business. But if you're doing bad business. And you you pumping fake like, and you pumping fake shit to right, the world. You need to be exposed. Right. Well, I had a really delicious veggie burger. Fuck that! Who good. made this nasty ass macaroni and cheese? They pumping right. fake. Oh, All right, I was at Harlem Shake. Damn it, I was at Harlem Shake. That's. Black chain restaurant. Yeah, about this. Hmm. <laughs> you was at Harlem Shake. Yeah, I 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 was
Black yeah, Widow. Yeah, why you was there? Why was you there? Why did you do? You did this to yourself. You did this to yourself. No, See, this is what happens when you don't Everything watch Hidden Colors good. and you don't have knowledge yourself. They have you good go to Harlem service. Shake. You go to Harlem Shake. It's all delicious except for the mac and cheese. You don't do that to macaroni. Anyway, and, and they had the nerve to put it in a tin like they had baked it. They put that creamy ass shit in there, put some crumbles of cheese on the top, and then put it in the oven for two minutes. I was I pretty pissed, man. Anyway, you have an actual real pit. <sighs> yes. What is yours? So my pit. I'm throwing in a very famous, well known, um, I got yeah, basketball player mm-hmm. that um you may know as Michael Jordan. And the fucking pit. Um, Michael Jordan, you besides your dunking, um, you have meant nothing to me. Like <laughs> Nothing. And you know I like basketball. Mm-hmm. You have met nothing. You have... Okay, I'm not going to front. I used to wear your sneakers in high school. Right. Because, you okay. know, it made me fly. And right. it made me like, you know, oh, look, check out the... You know, mm-hmm. whatever. You helped my fly. But as I became an adult and I realized um, how much you did not use your um, platform for me or how much you did not... Um, even address anything mm-hmm. <laughs> that had to do with um black people, black culture, mm-hmm. and a lot of what made um a lot of what made you a superstar or whatever was embedded in black culture mm-hmm. and um you know urban culture right. and hip hop culture. Right. So there's that. So I you know whatever. Then there's the um private prison thing and how you have helped fund it's alleged it's not it's you've never said that you do but Mm -hmm. it's been alleged for many many years that you have helped fund a lot of private prisons Mm -hmm. and that's just something else that i don't fuck with when we say fund private prisons what does that mean like help get them built and then make money off of them yes we're saying yes um so just that so i've i've just my default has always been to i don't fuck with michael jordan Mm -hmm. okay then I think it was last week he released a statement where he um he released a statement to Undefeated magazine, mm-hmm. which is a um magazine that kind of um voices the intersection of race and sports. And um he released a statement saying that he understands not understands, but he's hurt by what's going on in the country right now and the rhetoric of division that's going on and all of this stuff which at first was just like huh the rhetoric mm-hmm. of division is not like just rhetoric like right. shit is fucking happening right. like real shit is fucking happening mm-hmm. it's not rhetoric it's not hearsay we're not making up shit yeah. um toshing them not not making up shit mm-hmm. like this is real things that we have on video now that you know like it's not just rhetoric it's mm-hmm. way it's farther than that it's mm-hmm. bigger than that it's like, come on, like, how can you just reduce it to rhetoric? So I got past that sentence, and then he goes to say that I will donate um, $2 million. $1 million will go to the um, NAACP. <sighs> yes, take a deep breath, girl. Okay. And another million will go to the, um, let me get the exact name of this organization. Okay, so here we go. Here's the exact, I'm going to read it that quote. To support the effort, I am making contributions of a million dollars each to two organizations. 
the International Association of Chiefs of Police, newly what? established Institute for Community Police Relations, and the NAACP Legal Defense Fund. What is this, 1987? Okay. Okay, so, look. First, okay, wait, wait, wait. Oh, let me take a breath. Okay, take so first... I don't really care about how much a person decides to donate. That's your money. I'm not counting your money, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But it's like $2 million out of your um, $1.14 billion. Right. Is this like, thanks for the dollar? Billion is like 10, like, that's like a million This 10 is the times, equivalent right? of $17 out of 100. Right. Like, if you like to just make it in like right. our terms, because we're not billionaires. Right. So I'm like, so I'm like, what? Then I'm like, okay, whatever. You could do what you want with your money, but it's like, what? Uh, huh? Okay, whatever. Right. right. But then I'm like, why is he donating money to this? No, I think it's less than $17 out of It's probably a little less. A lot. I think it's a lot less. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. it's, it's nothing. Yeah. It's can't buy a weekly Metro card. But, you know, anyway, so there's that. What's. To me, I coast on that because, look, you don't got to give anybody shit. Right. Like, you know, whatever. But I would have rather if you just, like, just kept your money to yourself. A billion, is, a billion dollars is a thousand million dollars. Mm-hmm. So he has a thousand million dollars. One point four. He's His network is $1.14 billion. Let's say he has a thousand million dollars. He's taking two million. All yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, okay, whatever. Do what you want with your money. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, what? Okay. Anyway. But I don't understand why he is donating money to this um, international police fund. Right. Why do they need help? Why do well, they this, need support? This, this fund, at the end of what you said, at the end of the title, it said community relations. No, I, I, I looked into other. who they are. Right. And it's basically like a police. It's not like a police policing police organization. It's a police organization. No, it sounded like it's a police Working with I'm, the community organization. No, it's not. I'm telling oh, you, okay. when I Googled it, it's basically just a, like a police organization. That does what? They don't even really say what they do. Okay. It's not It's not about relating to the community. It's just a police right. organization, like, a, like an international police union organization type thing. I didn't know he had donated any money. I thought he had just finally said some shit. Um, that's what he said. Right. He's, he did say other things about how how he was raised. Um, I was raised by two parents, and it, it was it was shit that just he could have kept that all of that to himself. My thing is this: somebody right sorry. now, oh, I don't think any oh. police organizations need monetary support, right. um, mental support. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think any of I don't think any police organizations need um, people to like. What like do you think police organizations need support right now that they are in need of? Do I think police organizations need some support kind of support right that a, like a statement of support where they are not? Where um, they? I don't think that they are in need of a statement of support. I think that there needs to be more. I think they need training. I think there needs to be more discussions about that training. I think there are conversations that need to be had, but 
But I don't think that anyone needs to stand up for police in like a public statement. Yeah, that, and, that's, and that seems and, that's what his money right. is. That's and, what that is. And I don't like the idea. What it sounds like is that he just threw money at a police organization he, without finding something. Because there are there are that. community organizations like, and like police partnerships yeah, and stuff like that. And I just no, feel like he, he didn't, didn't find no, something that was specifically that. Because that's work. And why is he going to do work? I also feel like he just threw money at a problem, mm. which is, what is that going to do? Even the money that you gave to the NAACP Legal Defense Fund, like, mm. what that action is, is yeah, like, if he, he lives in 1983. Yeah, when is the last time? I mean, I know that they do things, right? <laughs> but when it comes they to, do? they do things. Like what? Employ Rachel Dolezal? Like what? You talking about? In one particular What they be doing? I was in one particular what area. What they be doing? I'm sure they do something. My point is, my point is, when it comes to, like, Black Lives Matter and, like, the things that people have been doing on the ground and, like, D-Ray's Campaign Zero program and, like, different shit, like, that we've been hearing about in this, their name has not come up. Because I think this, all, this, is, a, a, this is a testament to his disconnect to... Mm-hmm everything that's going on you call yeah. you call what's going on rhetoric when this right. is like it's, it's like it's not rhetoric mm-hmm. um you throw money at the problem then you throw them to organizations that honestly to my knowledge what do they do mm-hmm. how effective are they in the community currently how effectively do they relate to the youth because honestly when it comes to a lot of this stuff i feel like that's who we should be talking to because mm-hmm. i'm tired of older people making decisions for for younger people they're going to have to live through this shit not older people older than us and and like that's part of me feels like he also he may be very well informed and doesn't want to donate any money to something that is directly tied to like the movement like people actually doing shit yeah because i feel that he lives very comfortably in appeasement and um that's kind of always been his thing and no not everyone has to be political no Mm -hmm. you know like i I, for sometimes it's like silence is fine Mm -hmm. silence is golden there's like we didn't need this i would have liked for him to quietly just donate money to like whoever he wanted to donate his money to yeah he didn't have to even make a statement you could you but what i I will say though honestly i had not because i didn't care anything about any of this so i didn't hear about him donating money i did just hear very well selected pieces of his statement Mm -hmm. so i just heard him talking about hey guys i'm black also the impression i got was hey me too i'm black also my dad was also killed and cops should not be killing black people that that was the impression i got and that i was actually cool with because he has a history of saying absolutely nothing and he's kind of a big deal no but he has some statements that are kind of like um let me find one. But, I mean, based on what you're saying. No, because he has some statements. It's really long, his thing. But okay. he has some statements where it's like, we need to stop these killings, but we also need the police to know that we have their support. And it's like, right. um, that's not the conversation. Right. The conversation is not about Ill, illly supporting police. Mm-hmm. Like, they are kind of okay right, right now. Right. Like what, huh? Like it's kind of like making sure the rapist mm-hmm. um, doesn't feel bad being called a rapist mm-hmm. type thing to right. me. Like it's I, I just don't get his need or anyone's need maybe, and that's probably what's bothering me because you know I have issues with appeasement when it comes, especially when it comes to white supremacy. Is why the need to appease 
whiteness or why the mm-hmm. need to appease police like mm-hmm. he could like why why then why the need to make them feel comfortable mm-hmm. is what i don't get mm-hmm. because they're not the ones who are living in discomfort right. 24 7 i think it's the same reason that he said absolutely nothing all this time i don't think he's gonna come out all of a sudden and just fucking drop the ether you yeah know what I'm saying? I, I never like, expect that that's why i feel like he should this was a good time for him to just be silent right. and kiss his white wife and like right. you know Wear his cowboy boots just be quiet the, the best thing face. he did in my life besides the dunks because mm-hmm. i was a nick fan so he kind of ruined that stuff okay. but you know he's a, he's a great player mm-hmm. The other great thing he did that me and my mom celebrated was when his ex-wife got that $74 million settlement. <laughs> that shit was amazing. Right. We felt like black women was women. Like that was like right. that was black girl magic. Right. Like she got mad money. But that, that was, was the only funny. time where I was no, like No, the best thing Jordan has ever done for me was that that cry face meme. That's the best thing that's <laughs> happened to me ever. That brings that consistent so joy. Nerves. That brings me consistent joy. It is, yo. it is, it is. I'm gonna do the episode. I'm gonna do the show one day in a Michael mask, in a in a Michael yo, mask. I would like that. I should be we should be you should be that for Halloween. Maybe. I don't know if I could walk around like that all night. I don't really like masks. That's why I said you. Right, <laughs> but, right, you know? right, right. And then I would just have O'Henny's uh sweat drop playing in a backpack. <laughs> niggas being niggas. <laughs> no nigga shit. I just have that. But me. yeah, it was just I don't know. He goes in the pit. Mm-hmm. Um it is okay to be quiet. It is right. okay to not voice your political opinions. Mm-hmm. It is okay to not give a shit. Right. It is oh, it is okay. It is okay. There's no need for you to take stands. Like Bow Wow can shut up. Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan can shut up. Yeah. Uh, what's that other rapper? What? Kevin Gates. You can shut up. Oh my God. Um, hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Who is married to his cousin? Oh um, my God. For real. Yeah, they were dating. Fucking, and then he found out they were they were first cousins. And they're they first were, cousins. Yes, and then they were like, "Oh, well, we already doing it," and now they're married. Dad. Yes, Kevin Gates, you can shut the fuck up. I mean, um, uh, if you didn't know at all that that was your first cousin, and you already stop making excuses for Kevin Gates. No, he's a hotel. I don't stop making excuses for him. Ugh. Y'all can be quiet. That's deep. Yeah. All right. And I already decided I didn't like Kevin Gates a long time ago. Mm-hmm. He looks like he eats babies and shit. He also sounds like he eats babies in the interview. <laughs> I've listened to I listened to an interview with him. He sounds like he eats babies and would probably justify it out loud. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. Like so he he's going in the pit just because. Yeah, he wasn't a part of the plan, but he's going in the pit. He stays in the pit along with what's his name? Don Lemon. Don oh, Don Don Lemon has been getting a little little teensy minty buck lately. Mm-hmm. You been seeing that? A little bit. A little bit. Yeah, I feel like bit. something happened. I think, honestly, I think that these those murders that happened in like one week that mm-hmm. were public in one week, I think that got to a lot of people who hadn't been saying anything. Yeah. Um, which I find interesting. Like Jesus Christ, like what the fuck? You know, this is what it took. It's been happening. Yeah. But I think that that for whatever reason that uh, Philandro Castile and did I did I say his name correctly? And I don't um, say anything correctly. You're asking me. Right. I don't know. And. Um, the other gentleman that was murdered that week. Yeah, um, in, in um, Baton Rouge. I don't yeah, know. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that got to a lot of people in a way that, like, for those people who had never said anything, this was like, oh, my God. This was, like, the time to for them to, you know, it was, like, a moment for them. So, I don't know. Maybe that's the moment that Don Lamont had. Don Lamont was still in the pit. I remember. The, I just remembered when he asked the woman who was raped by Bill Cosby why she didn't bite his dick. 
yeah. So, yeah, he goes back to the pit. I just remember that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> I think we did it. We That's... covered a lot this episode. Yeah. I might need therapy after this. <laughs> a lot took place here today. Uh, if you want to talk to us, you can tweet us at T with QJ, hashtag T with QJ, um, Instagram, T with QJ. You can send us an email at T with Queen and J at gmail.com. You can check out our fire website. Ew, I made some changes yesterday. Hey, Coming alive. That's right. Day by day. Day by day. T with Queen and J.com. Um, we're also on Tumblr, T with Queen and J. Please follow us on Facebook, T with Queen and J. We thank everybody for their reviews on iTunes and everybody who's bucking up and giving us comments on SoundCloud. We yeah, appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, appreciate that. Um, Somebody hit me up on SoundCloud because I was putting the site on the, um, not SoundCloud. What's that thing I'll be trying to use now? Snapchat. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, it looks so nice. And I'm... No, there's like, I can't wait to it debuts. I'm like, nah, it's up. We messy. You're going to see it as... <laughs> you're going to see it come together as, it, as we see it it's come here. together. <laughs> We're there. Just, you know. Oh, it looks nice. Yes, yes, yes. Well done. What yeah. else? I feel like it's something else we say. Uh, We say a bunch of shit. Email us, T with Queen and J, if you have questions. Yes. We'll answer them. Yes. Um, What else do we say? I feel like we be saying what? shit. Oh. What? oh, am I not here? I don't know. I feel like I hear you, but oh. I don't know. Thanks, TK. Thanks, TK. Um, um, we're doing an audio festival soon, the Bonfire Radio Audio Festival on September 3rd. That's happening. Yeah, we'll give you more information yes. for that where you can buy tickets. Yes. Dope day. We were yes. there last year. It's a good time. It's a good day outside. We're kicking it on the roof. Food. Oh, vendors, this is gonna go the upper times. room. The upper room. The upper room. That too. Uh-huh. Um, and we're doing. We got some other stuff cooking. Yeah, yeah. Got lots, lots going on. Yeah. Um, you can follow me on my personal twitters. Mm-hmm. The Queen Speaks yep. with an underscore. Yep. That's Twitter and Instagram. And I'm gonna start. I'm starting to snap a little bit more, so you can follow Ow. me on Snapchat. And my Snapchat name is Bamboo Earrings. Hey. Because. I be I'm, that's my spirit. I'm a I have a spirit of bamboo earrings. Right. So that's cool. Yeah. You can uh, follow me, I guess, on Twitter and Instagram at Janicia F J A N I C I A F as in Francis. Um, at uh, you know wherever on Twitter on Instagram, Snap. I'm not ready. I'm not ready for uh, friends on Snap. That's it. Okay, so I think we've done it. We did, we did a it, show. Yo. Black Lives Matter, yo. All day, every day. All right. Bye. A speech right now. Either you work hard for it, or you don't work hard for it. Well, me and my brother, we work hard for our stuff. It don't come easy. In life, you have to work. Either you have to be the shark of the ocean, or the fish of the ocean. And right now, we have to be the shark. Take over everything. Strength, no weakness, power, the muscle. You have to have that mindset. So you're gonna come in here and dominate. When you say, oh, something wrong. No, no, Don't put yourself down. Motivate yourself, keep yourself up, pumped, and ready for any challenge.